It's time for another edition of the Brian Oak Show podcast, episode 205, being recorded right here in the Smart Start MN studios. Smart Start MN, they are the primary sponsor of this show. Now, I'm Brian Oak, and that is Sean Bernard. Hi, Sean. How's it going? What are you looking at there? Oh, I thought I heard a phone ringing. You look nervous. I don't know. My phone's over there. Where's oh, okay. your phone? It's right down here. Babe. Okay. Everything's cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might have been just in that. Maybe they made a ringtone that sounded like that. Song. The heavy production of Art of Noise, a song made well before cell phones ever existed. Yeah, that's it. Which will play into today's theme of the podcast. See, today we are guest-free. Had a little bit of a mix-up, had a few things happen, had a guest, actually two lined up, but not today. That's the way the world works sometimes. It's close to the holiday season, Thanksgiving just a couple days away. Before we talk about anything, let's take care of Smart Start MN. Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. They're the ones who worked with the legislature, worked with the cities and the powers that be to find a way to get you back into your car Should you make that tragic mistake of drinking and driving and then getting busted? First of all, don't drink and drive. Super, super dumb. You feel like a superhero. You're, in fact, a super idiot. Do not do it. Now, when you do it and get popped, well, then you're going to have to uh, face the music. Is that the right cliche? Yeah, I love a good cliche. Oh, now and again. Well, you and I both worked in radio for more than 25 years, so we know a little bit about cliches. You will have to face the music, and whether or not you're found guilty, you will lose your license. Smart Start MN will get you back into your vehicle, back to driving while you're trying to put back the pieces of your life into some sort of recognizable shape, and they do it better than anybody. They are the founders. They are the originators. They are Minnesotans. They are one of us. They are not carpetbaggers. And they're really good people. They've been with us since day one. Episode 205, man. 205 of these damn things. 205. Tomorrow night is Drinksgiving. And I remember many a Thanksgiving where Oof. I had to look at my wife and go, I know they said that, you know, the food is being served at 2 p.m. sharp. But you know what? We let everybody go through the line once. Yeah. We get there. We we'll get whatever we get know. there at like four. There's still going to be yeah, lots four-ish, left over, like right around fourish. We get seven, we, yeah, whatever. We're fine. Here's the thing I never <laughs> understood about drinks giving is I get it. Like you know, so say you come from a small town or you come from a place that you don't live near anymore. You go back home, see friends, see family. Oh my god, this is amazing. Why go out and get shit faced the night before you have to do family stuff because you've got the rest of the weekend. Go out Thanksgiving night. Go out Friday night. Why go out the night before you have to do all your family stuff and get shit-faced? I've never done Drinksgiving because I'm like, no way. Nothing's getting between me and my mom's stuffing. Nothing. And and so, I, I mean, again, and trust me, as you know, I love my Drankson. Oh, man, oh, yeah. did I enjoy my Drankson. Um, but I'm like... You know what? I can see you on Friday. Friday, there's literally nothing going on. It's a big, it's a big night, though. I mean, because what happens is people get in town from other places. No, that's what I mean. Yeah, but, but it's the second biggest going out night of the year, still to this day. Yeah, I can't. I I don't understand the philosophy of drinksgiving because the night before. You got family stuff the next day, and you know, like, oh, we're just going to go out and but have a few. What if your family sucks? What if your family sucks? There's a Fine. lot of people they that all, are like. Th- they- then you know what? Then you pull the ripcord early, or <laughs> you just eat so much you're like, oh, time for my turkey nap, and then nobody can say anything. And then Friday, you have all of Friday to go do it. I, I understand the enthusiasm of getting back to town, getting around friends, getting around old family, getting around people that you want to do a little drinksin with, but. Drink, drinks gaming has never made any sense to I'd me. I'd go to uh, Ike Riley every year at uh, First Ave. That was my thing that I would do back right. when I was drinking. Um, the other thing that's crazy about the Twin Cities, having lived away from here from high school, is I went one time with a friend out to like Bloomington, uh, Joe Sensors in Bloomington. Right. And it was like a class reunion of people that had gone to Kennedy or Jefferson. Right. And then I was told that actually one time I went with my cousin who went to Richfield High School and the champs in Richfield off Lindale was like a class reunion. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. See, and, and yeah. that's cool. I love the yeah, idea yeah, of getting yeah, yeah. back together with your old school peeps. But I Friday. Mean, that's the whole thing. But man, the day before Thanksgiving. So then you just have to soldier through all the yams and oh, the green bean casserole. My aunt Kim makes this cornbread thing. Ooh. which is a side dish. It's just this giant glass container 
of some sort of hot cornbread that's both filled oh. with corn and has actual corn kernels in it. It's literally making my mouth water right now <laughs> because in two days' time, I'm going to have it inside of my mouth. I'm excited. Anyway, before we get too far away from it, which we already have, smartstartmn.com slash The Brian Oak Show if you want to find out how to get 20% off the ignition interlock system installation in your vehicle. By the way, it's Thanksgiving, man. You got family in town. Yeah. Don't fuck it up this weekend. Don't be yet. Uh- DUI jail. Go go ahead and get loaded if you want to, if that's your jam. But just, you know, then like then you really have an excuse to lay on the couch for yeah, a Yeah, don't even drive there. That's what I've learned is that for some reason my judgment was clouded from time to time after many drinks. And Wait I thought, a minute. I'm fine. Wait a minute. What now? Yeah. Crazy. Huh. Crazy. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? We are just having our little, small little family, uh, my daughter and her boyfriend uh, and my son, and that's it. We're not going to spend time with some other family members this year at Thanksgiving. If people are feeling better, we uh, we have some people with health issues in my family right now, too, so we're just a little worried about that. But uh, if all works out, we're going to get together for Christmas with the whole family. We just right. feel like maybe one last one. With I get it, man. I mean, the, let's and be I'm boosted, and my wife's boosted. But. but still, I mean, so last year at this time... Everything was shut down. Yeah. I remember driving up to my mom's house and her handing me, actually setting down a bag <laughs> of leftovers, but we never actually had the original feast, yeah. on the front steps, then backing up so I could come up and grab it, because my parents are in their 70s, and, oh. you know, I, it was not Thanksgiving, and so I am going this year, but we still have a couple family members who are opting out, because they're like, we're not there yet, and I yeah. get it. I yeah. get. It. I feel like I'm there, but, you know, so, bummer. Uh, by the way, since he'll never listen to this show... How we feel about the daughter's boyfriend. We all right with that guy? That's a sore subject. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, moving on. It is the Brian Oak Show, episode 205. Without a guest today, we are going to do something a little different. I decided to get indulgent. Since we have the freedom, we did some legal wrangling early on so we can play full songs on this show. I thought, why don't we do something enjoyable like go into obscure... 80s alt rock yes are you all right with that i love this idea now here's the deal there's no way in a one-hour show we're going to play four or five songs we could do a thorough examination of british alt rock you know like if you go back to the 80s minnesota rock i mean you couldn't do that anything there's so much good music from the 80s but i started to think about these songs that were percolating in my head today and i'm like let's go ahead and dig into just a little bit scratch the surface of english 80s alt but go a little bit more obscure than you normally would so let's go ahead and kick things off this band is called the Bolshoi. Now, they were prancing, and they were preening, and they were overly involved, but that was the 80s, right? Lots of flouncy shirts, lots of product in your hair, lots of dramatic movements in the videos, but I absolutely love this particular song by this band. So let's kick things off on The Brian Oak Show with The Bolshoi, a song called Away. i 
That reminds me of my particularly emo days. The one year that I went to college down at Winona State University, um, trench coat, pegged jeans, nice Chuck Taylors, asymmetrical new wave haircut that I'm trying to grow out because I decided I was going to be a long hair after hearing the cult and seeing Ian Asbury. Oh, yeah. It was a very weird time, a very heady time, a very John Hughes-influenced time. You know, I... I not full blown emo, like you know, but like, but like emotional, like I was feeling things, Sean. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. We're not that far off. I didn't know we're full, not. I didn't go full tilt with it, but you know, I had a father who was super macho and super manly, uh-huh. and so you know, anything like that, he'd just kind of shake his head at me, right. like, oh, Jesus, fuck, <laughs> yeah, like, Jesus Christ, Sean. Done? He did say, like. We are so screwed if we go to war with, <laughs> with this generation. <laughs> like, yeah. You're oh, right. can you imagine if millennials had to go to war? No, I'm not going to do a millennial <laughs> thing, but I mean, honest to God. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm Brian Oak. That is Sean Bernard. It's the Brian Oak Show, episode 205. We should mention that we have a major event coming up very shortly at the we Hook do. and Ladder. We uh, have been remiss. Not been remiss, but life's been crazy and busy, right? And we're opening, we're closing, we're reopening, we're reclosing. We are going to have a Patreon thank you member event coming up very soon at the Hook and Ladder. Yeah, it's our two-year anniversary party coming up December 4th. Uh, we're going to do Doors at 7, I think, and Music sure. at 8, uh, and that'll go till at least 10. But we're going to have Annie and the Bang Bang. We are paying them, uh, uh, and we're paying the Hook and Ladder to yeah. do this event just to say thank you for the Patreon members for sticking with us. We understand some people might have said, what do I get out of this besides just being nice to Brian and Sean? Well, we're going to try to bring back these shows again. Now that we're kind of, sort of getting out of COVID, we are protecting you as well. You need to bring your Vax card to get into this show. You can also have a picture of your Vax yeah, card. You can yeah, have, you can have a picture of it as well. Because I have no fucking idea where my Vax card we'll is, but I've got a good somebody, picture of We'll it. have somebody there drawing blood, too. So Jesus Christ. We're not doing that, that part of it. No. But here's the deal. A yeah. lot of people signed on early on to be Patreon members of The Brian Oak Show for which we are indebted beyond words because this would not still be happening were it not for you. Now, I know not everybody can make it to every event, and there are people out there who are still bitter that they have not gotten their tote bag. Trust me, I'm looking at three boxes of tote bags right now. We got totes. Yeah, we got tote bags, and we'll have them there for you. We want you to come out. And so the problem was we started the show. We said, hey, we're going to do a show every month or every two months. And then this whole global pandemic thing happened and fucked everything up. So I'm sorry about that. 
kids earmuffs sorry that was a little too late um we're gonna get back into the groove of it provided the world continues to cooperate but we do have a show coming up if you have not heard annie annie king on either of Mm. her visits here on the show she is a fucking force of nature her band annie and the bang bang are exceptional live this is going to be cool as hell plus the hook and ladder is a non-profit the people at the hook and ladder are a joy every one of them i've never had anything but a completely delightful experience there when's the date sean December 4th. December 4th. What day of the week is that? That is a Saturday. A Saturday, you say? Yeah, it is indeed. And I've had people say, well, I got another show to go to. I'm like, well, good, because that one will go till midnight. Yep. Ours is ending at 10, so swing by and see us for an hour or so, then go to your other so-called show. Okay, well, now here's the deal. So <laughs> members, uh, our Patreon members, any previous guest, any Patreon supporter, anybody like that, you're in. You literally just walk in the door mm-hmm. and make the most of your evening there. Yeah. But there's a possibility we may allow a few other people in, correct? Yeah, just reach out. Uh, reach out to us via Facebook if you want to go. Ideally, we would like you to be a new Patreon member, and so we can figure out. By the way, we out. just got a new one today. I'm set. Oh. My phone's across the room. Otherwise, oh, no. I would shout him out. We just had a new Patreon member sign up today because he wanted to go to this show. Excellent. But again, my phone's over there, and I'm not going to go find it right now. Yeah, it's just uh, it helps us uh, do what we want to do here, and a big part of what we want to do is do these free shows for people. And so it, it, to be able to do that, to pay the rent here and, and keep us in business really, really helps a ton. Well, I mean, 205 episodes in, and if you're a regular listener, you know that we've gone all over the map with the types of people we interview, with the, the, the nature of the people who stop in. A lot of truly interesting stories. I think podcasts, by and large, are shit. They are. I'm going to be honest. Just be- like blogs. Well, I, I mean, remember blogging early on? You're like, oh, this guy's got a blog or a vlog. Yeah. And you watch, you're like, what am I looking at right now? Yes. I'm yes. not saying that we are the pinnacle of what a podcast could be. Certainly there are those with higher production value, more internationally acclaimed guests. But we're telling the stories of the Twin Cities, and I think we're doing it honestly. And I think we've had some brilliant guests along the way, and we'll continue continue to do so. So patreon.com slash Brian Oak Show. If you want to find out more there and become a part of this, we'll get you in for free and we'll let you know how else you might be able to get in as we move closer to that December 4th date. Let's continue with the music right now, if you don't mind. This next artist. So back in the late 80s, uh, before I got married, before I met my current wife, I was... My my wife, my <laughs> okay, my current partner. You know okay, what I mean. Yeah, right? I gotcha, sorry I about gotcha, sorry about that. But long before I met her, I mean, we've been together for thirty years, man. It's been yeah. a minute. Yeah. I was it's dating the different... best years of your life, oh. right, Honey Youngman? <laughs> <laughs> oh, next subject. Um, no, just kidding. Um, the uh, but I had a girlfriend by the name of. Oh, I probably shouldn't name her name. I'm not going to. But she was a do lifetime a member. One. Will you do a fake name? Um, Sheila McPancy. Let's go with Sheila McPancy. I like that quite a bit. Um, Sheila and I, Sheila was a lifetime member at First Avenue back in the day, way back in the day, 70s and 80s. Used to get a little black card that said you were a lifetime member. Wow. And she had one of those black cards. That's awesome. So we were down at First Avenue four nights a week. Wow. Any show, every show. But then every Friday, they had a dance ateria night. And even if there were only six people there, we were down there dancing our asses off to all kinds of incredible music including this artist as we continue our obscure dive into british artists that are not household names but are completely fucking rad this woman was a performance artist she was a fashion designer and for a brief period of time she was a british pop star daniel dax on the brian oak show
Daniel Dax put out a record in the 1980s called Dark Adapted Eye that is in my personal top 10 of the 1980s. That's not me trying to be a cool guy by referencing someone no one's ever heard of before. I freaking love the entire record top to bottom. What Do you know what the year was on that? Because it sure reminds me of B-52s, early it, B-52s. So this is, this is quite a bit later. Not quite a bit, but it's like 87, yeah. 88, okay. as opposed to 81, 82, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Uh, but no, the, many of the vocal things in there are absolutely true. But then she's bringing in some of the industrial stuff that evolved over the course of the 80s, but still keeping it sort of within that pop bubble. I just, I've never heard anyone else quite like Daniel Dax, and yeah. I'm a huge, huge fan. I like it. I yeah. liked it a lot. It's like it totally reminded me of the B fifty twos. Which, like uh, by the way, the only reason I'm not playing B fifty twos on here because they're a top five band all time oh, for yeah. me is we're focusing on the weird British obscuro eighty stuff today. And again, this is not supposed to be definitive. You know, every time you come up with a topic, people are like, oh, "How did you not play this? How did you I not know. play that? Why wouldn't you think of that?" I, I get it. I get. We only have so long in the show, and we only can fit in so many songs. Which is why I'm going to quit talking now, and we're going to play some more music after I mention our good friends at Forgotten Star. They are a sponsor of the Brian Oak Show. Now, Forgotten Star is this really cool, iconic brewery in Fridley, just outside the Minneapolis city line, right there on the train tracks. It's a cool place, man, to go and have a refreshing beverage. Two iconic giant towers sticking off the top of this World War II building. If you go to ForgottenStarBrewing.com, they've got the history of the building right there. It's cool, man. I mean, it was always a production facility. Then in World War II, they started making the barrels for the cannons that went on gunships and destroyers out in the ocean in World War II. I mean, I watch a lot of that stuff, so to me, I've gotten used to it. But to think about the fact that our nation's, you know, you hear so much about supply lines today. Oh, yeah. Our nation's entire production facilities and supply lines got retooled for war during World War II. It's a crazy time. Now, I don't like war. I don't want anyone getting killed. No. But you know what? You bomb Pearl Harbor, you're going to get what you're going to get. It's true. Oof. Except for maybe not, you know, years later when we... Atomic bombs? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was like, negative. I'm not... Well, super <laughs> negative, which is why that's the only time they've really been used in war, because everyone's like, oh, shit, that's not cool. And I'm not trying to make light of that, by the way. Oh, no. God, I'm only digging a deeper hole. Here's my point. Forgotten Star Brewing, a reliable brewer in, just outside of North Minneapolis in Fridley. They, you know, some places are into darts. Some places are into bocce ball. Their thing is curling. They do yes. winter curling leagues really there cool. at Forgotten Star Brewing. And in fact, they have a big event coming up uh, in the very near future. Well, they do trivia every Thursday, but they also have their second annual Bunspiel block party, which is going to be just a huge party. Lots of drinking. They hang out with their neighbors. But there's also going to be a massive curling tournament and trophies handed out. So if you want to know more about them, they do good work. They're good people. They make good beer and curling. You know, I'd probably be one of the broom guys. I don't feel like I'm athletic enough to be one of the throwing the stones guys. I don't know if I'm athletic enough for either one because I think I would start schwitzing very quickly. But you know, the brooming, like it melts the ice, right? That's kind of a cool thing. It's weird that it actually works. Yeah. But also like the fact that the curling, I mean, curling is cool and it's fun if you want to do it. Yeah. But an Olympic sport. I know. That's where I have like, come on. Mm. Like that's maybe not. Like, Let's BMX. not ever have bag the cornhole thing as an Olympic sport because that's. You know, it's coming. No. You know, it's coming. Uh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Jarts. Olympic charts, all right? It is the Brian Oak Show, episode 205. Let's hear another song. So this band comes from the north of England, right? Most of these bands that we're going to hear today are coming from London back in the 1980s. The north of London is a working class area, right? And the people who live in southern London consider themselves a little above what happens Hmm. in northern England, I say. Quite. Um, but Leeds is a cool place. Leeds is a seat of learning, but Leeds is also relatively working class. But it also had a burgeoning music scene, not gigantic, but a good music scene back in the 1980s. And it produced this band that was briefly known as the Lorries, which to our British speaking friends is the trucks but they were known <laughs> for most of their career as red lorry yellow lorry and i love the thunderous boom on this one it's called walking on your hands
another song that I remember hearing in the clubs in the late 80s. And again, I love this. This is really cool. Gather around, kids. Grandpa's going to tell a story. Yeah. But, I mean, there are so many cool aspects of the 80s, right? There's mm-hmm. the emotional stuff that we all know. Your Echo and the Bunny Men, your Smiths, that kind yep. of stuff, right? But that stuff's more well-known, and I thought, you know, there were these weird things bubbling up in my head earlier this morning. I'm like, well, why not play a few of them on the podcast? I mean, we've got a podcast. We can literally do whatever the fuck we want. So there was a station when I was growing up in Phoenix. It was an AM station called KUKQ, mm-hmm. and they played stuff like this, and it was a phenomenal station that made no money, and eventually they were going to go off the air. Right. 10,000 people like showed up like it was a coordinated effort 10,000 people showed up to talk them out of going out there really? so they stayed on for like another year right but they're the they're, they're the reasons why I heard the replacements I mean they're the reason why I heard the cure echo and the money and all those but they would play other stuff like this too that nobody else would play it's weird to think about. God, I mean, great. again, you know, being you and I are, you're, you're younger than I am, yeah, but you years. and I are within the same sort yeah. of thing, right? Yep. Uh, both Gen Xers. Back then, and again, gather around kids, grandpa's going to tell a story, <laughs> but pre-internet, I mean, the only way to find out about new or weird or different music was to either have friends who had already found it mm-hmm. for you, go to record stores and roll the dice and hope that you got lucky that day, or... Left of the dial, that song by The Replacements, yes. right? I mean, that was the whole bit. Either community radio or college radio was the only place to find this yep. shit. There was no internet. There was no file no. sharing. There was nothing. And so when you found a new band or when you found a record, you felt like the coolest person on the fucking planet, right? I mean, like, I remember my friend John turning me on to R.E.M. in, like, 1982, right? Yeah. They'd already been around for a little while. Yep. But he turned me on to this debut. I'm like, where did you find out about this? He's like a friend of mine told me about it we sat in his room and listened to rem's murmur possibly 150 times over yeah. the course of the next few weeks the that that feeling of discovery you know and online everything's available all the information is available and i kind of love that because that gives artists young emerging artists better access and better vectors to market than have ever existed before but there really was something about how special that discovery was also you felt a lot cooler than the chuggy fucking regulars and the fucking socias around you i'll be honest in the very early 80s i was still into the van halen and all that shit see but i never got rid of any of that okay i didn't want to get rid of it but especially that KQ stuff like Aldo Nova and Night Ranger. Yeah. I'm 38 special. I was ne- I was always yeah. cool with it. But once I started having a funny haircut, I kept it a little to myself. Well, I finally finished the replacements, Trouble Boys. And I know I've been talking about it way too much on the show. But Have you? Uh, maybe. I don't know. But but I just thought it was hilarious that early, like at some point, Paul Westerberg said, why the fuck are we playing music for 19-year-old guys? And... I myself, about 83, 84, uh-huh. started my older stepbrother who dated a lot. You know, I started realizing that, oh, the women like The Cure, yeah. R.E.M., uh-huh. all these other bands, uh-huh. Psychedelic Furs, Depeche Mode, all these other things. That's what I'm going to listen to from now on, or at least the type types of girls that I wanted to date. Dude, that's what they like. My cool girlfriend, well, and she wasn't really cool, cool, yeah. but she had a hairdo that was not like all the other cockatiel bang girls oh, at yeah. my high school yep. in Coon Rapids. She said, "Would can we please go to Howard Jones?" I saved my money from my job, and oh, I yeah. bought Howard Jones tickets. Yep. Do I give a shit about Howard Jones? No, but did I want to go on a cool date? to a rock show with my cool high school girlfriend. Was that 1984? Yeah, 83 or 84, yes. I skipped school, as did many other kids in my school to go. There. He was playing during the day at the state fair. Oh, no, that was not the same show. Okay, I, I went okay. and saw him somewhere. This is in Arizona, though. Oh, This is okay, in Arizona. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. around that time, though, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it had to be 84, 85, somewhere in right? there. So. But, uh, and everybody got in trouble. Like a, a yeah. shitload of kids went to see it. They skipped school to <laughs> yes. see Howard Jones. Yep. yep. Totally punk rock. Yep. Uh, his name, by the way, is Sean Bernard. Sean Bernard is not only my friend, my colleague, producer of this fine podcast and co-business owner. He's also a realtor for Edina Realty, which means he buys and sells houses. Now, not himself personally, but he helps you to go through that process. Anyone who's bought or sold a home before knows that this is a bad thing to get into if you don't know what you're doing, and let's be honest, 99.9% of us do not know what we're doing. So you need someone that you can trust that will run you through the pitfalls, the ups and downs, the, what do they call it when someone has to come in and check out the house? 
Oh, the uh, inspection? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fucking inspections. Anyway, scary. all yeah. that stuff, right? I mean, it's dramatic. It's heavy. It's up and down. It's time consuming. And frankly, sometimes it can be expensive, but you need to have someone you can trust on your side. I trust Sean Bernard. And so I would actually openly, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, recommend Sean Bernard if well, you need to move is. some units, move a house, buy one or sell one, how are things going these days? They're going well. This is the time of the year where from now till the end of the year, at least, I really focus on next year and doing an evaluation of your home, right. which means I just pop in We and I always have to see the house. I just I can't just estimate based on your neighbors and that sort of thing. Right. But I'll actually do an evaluation of what of what your house is worth. You know, I mean, t- you'll do the hard work like walking and be like, yeah. this carpet is shit. These appliances need to be updated. Well, what I'll do is I'll, I'll tell them what they should do, uh, what they can do, but wh- where the money is, like where they're, right. they're going to get the return on investment. Yep. Uh, and I just had uh, somebody that we both know, she just got a, a massive dumpster to clear out a ton of stuff, and then she posted it on Facebook, and she just had a totally full dumpster to get ready for spring. Have you ever had anybody, so they're like, all right, we're going to get ready to sell. We're ready to move yeah. out of this place. They go through. They update appliances. They get rid of all the shit that's clogging their house. They redo the floors. Whatever it is they feel they need to do to get this house ready to sell. And then also they're like, fuck, this place looks beautiful. We love it here. We're not leaving. About half the time, people really? people have this sense of remorse of like, oh my God, had I just done this? before maybe i wouldn't want to move see i keep thinking that like i would love to move but like if i got the shitty carpet out of my house if i got all the garbage and the junk and everything and cleared out the garage i feel like if i got the house in order to sell i'd be like i'm not leaving i love this place well typically we ask people to get rid of at least put in storage 65 to 70 percent of their stuff right so just imagine your home right now with with all that extra space it just feels totally different and it's clean and everything like that so but when people are motivated, they're yeah. ready to move, right? Exactly, and you can still do it at this time of year. Yeah, you can you can do it this time of the year. I've got uh, you know I've got showings coming up right now. There are people that are like, well, we wouldn't close till January anyway, and we're fine with that. You know, the movers will move us, whatever it happens to be. But if you you know, this is the time to really do the evaluation and look at. Even if you're not looking at next year, maybe it's the year after. But you just want to know what's my house worth right. in this market. Six one two eight five nine two five nine four, and I donate a portion of every buy and sell to a local artist or musician. Which actually is a huge deal because throughout the entire course of this, there are very few, you know, people have always asked, what's your podcast about? I'm like, I don't know. We talk to people and we hear stories and it's interesting. It's community related. But one of the things we've always stressed, especially during the, the worst days of the pandemic, Support your local artists, support your local bakery, support your local... Shop local. Everything. It's not going to affect the fucking supply line. Like, shop local. Well, And, and again, Christmas, I, I saw this great meme the other day that's like, Christmas is not ruined, right? No. You, the, the, the art and the products and the yes. things that your local artists are creating are not sitting on a dock no. somewhere in a storage container. No. This would be the year to prove that you believe in your community. I, you know... Go ahead and buy, like Yua, Yua Vang does great work, right? I mean, like Christmas, when it says never give up on your stupid, (laughs) stupid dreams, not going to break the bank, and it's going to be brilliant to someone. There are so many local artists, artisans, bakers, creators, makers, musicians. Record shops. I I love that you do what you do because that's the whole bit. We've stressed that the entire time. It's been one of the the, the defining threads of this entire podcast is support your local artists. Doesn't mean you can't shop on Amazon, but man, I know there's somebody in town making something even cooler Mm -hmm. for less money than you're going to find online despite the ease. Let's go ahead and continue the music here, shall we? We're doing sort of a not a super deep dive but uh we're splashing around not in the shallow end but somewhere in the medium part of the pool on obscure british 80s music today and here we continue with the band that again this particular record express is the name of the record is in my top 10 of 80s albums three well all three of the band members they were three quarters of the original goth spooky godfather's Bauhaus. peter murphy decided i've got better things to do bigger fish to fry and so the rest of them were like fuck you we're gonna form love and rockets and although they would go on to bigger fame after this particular record by far express is my favorite record and this to me is one of the defining moments of the 1980s
there's a whole train theme that runs yeah. through that entire record, and so they've got a bunch of train songs yep. on there. But that one in particular, now again, Yin and Yang, the Flower Pot Man. I don't have any <laughs> idea what that means, but I didn't care, man. Back in the '80s, oh my god, it's a great I still tune. to this day love Love and Rockets so much. Now they would go on to put out records that actually had minor hits here in the U.S. Yeah. That record was sort of their jumping off point you know for the alt kids and the college radio kids you and i were just talking over the course of that song about the impact of college radio you couldn't find that stuff man it just it didn't exist Mm. unless you went to record stores or listened to college radio and here's the thing like i'm going to give a shout out to our local radio station radio k right yeah that's where i started my career back when i was there the very first morning it launched october 1st of 1993 prior to that had been wmmr and i worked there for a couple years going to college and doing a sunday morning shift but I, i started the morning show that was the first time i ever got paid to do radio I think it was $30 a week, so it wasn't really like getting paid, right? (laughs) But getting there every morning at, you know, 5.30 in the morning and doing it is where I fell in love with radio, my God, almost 30 years ago now. And it was was incredible. And so I listen to Radio K to this day. And, you know, when you listen to college radio or community radio, there are times where you're like, oof, this is difficult to listen to. But there's a spirit there. There's an enthusiasm there. And there's a thing there, right? And like then when you hear someone who's good at it, you're like, holy shit, this should be what's on all the time, every day, all day. And then other times it's a little indulgent, a little silly, and a little all over the map. And some of the music makes you feel very, very old. But it's cool, man. Radio K is a stalwart staple of our our community so is kfai there's a lot of cool stuff still at the left end of the dial even though radio may seem very old-fashioned it's not over yet man there's still a lot of cool stuff out there no and there's a lot of people of our generation that are still listening to it but yeah the time spent listening is way down compared to what it used to be but it's still doing all right yeah not to mention uh the Brian Oak Show is doing all right. <laughs> yeah, so th- exactly. thanks to everybody who has been on board since day one. I know we put out two episodes a week. It's a lot to consume, but we appreciate those of you who are here for the long haul, particularly our Patreon members, because without you, we couldn't have gotten this off the ground. We wouldn't have the Smart Start MN Studio. Now, again, it's very modest. But it's cool. It's our nice little tree fort here in South Minneapolis near 48th in Chicago. And without you, we couldn't do it as well as all of our sponsors. So let's mention one more time. We have a Patreon event coming up very shortly here in just over a week and a half away. A week away. from Saturday. Yeah. A week from Saturday. So December 4th, we are going to be at the Hook and Ladder, a great nonprofit venue in Southeast Minneapolis. They do an incredible job there. They have so many good shows. Their summer series outdoor under the outdoors under the tent is incredible. But they've got two rooms inside. They've got the main room and then they've got the mission room that we're going to be in coming up on December 4th with Annie and the Bang Bang. That's right. Uh, We do require that you bring your Vax card or a picture of it, which a lot of people are doing so they don't lose their actual Vax card. Which I did. Yeah. So be be vaccinated and show up and enjoy a time. This is our way of saying thank you uh, to the listeners, to all the guests. If you're a former guest on the show and you're listening to this, You are welcome to come to the show. Every guest, every Patreon member, every ardent supporter, and we may find a way to squeak one or two others of you in there as well. Well, I already got an RSVP yes by Ron and Judy Oak, so... Oh. They never miss. Really? Never miss, yeah. Did they really? They did, yeah. Wow, I haven't even heard that yet. My mom and dad are the fucking coolest. They are. If you show up and you're a jerk... Don't talk to my parents because my parents effing rule. (laughs) All right. They're both fantastic. Oh, my God. I'm thinking about Thanksgiving coming up on Thursday, man. Two short days away. Um, Not to be Mr. Radio Guy, but your your favorite thing that ever lands on the Thanksgiving table. You know, it's some kind of sweet potato dish uh, that my wife makes. It's just so good. And I always save room for it. So. And a lot of other people don't like it, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> so like, <laughs> See, I'm not a sweet potato guy at all. Yeah. That actually revolts me, even though I'm sure it's delicious. Yeah. I know tons of people love that yeah. stuff, but and there's always some variation of that on the table, right? Yeah. But that's your jam. What's your favorite? My mom makes a stuffing um, that, A, you're not supposed to put the stuffing in the turkey, bacteria, yeah, it's yeah. just wet and goopy. Also, some people like to poison their stuffing with nuts or currants or raisins or celery no just (laughs) croutons that are wet yes and salty yeah and soft 
and then slathered in gravy. I don't really like turkey. Here's the deal. I'm not, I'm not mad at turkey. Even when it's succulent and juicy, though, it's still sort of just a bland filler, and I know you're supposed to have some kind of protein on the table. That's fine. It's you just know? a gravy scoop. That's all turkey is. Uh, precisely. <laughs> and so I, I always go, I, I, I've learned over the years, there's one good thing about getting old is you get a little wiser, right? Instead of just like mounding that very first plate, get a really good-looking, reasonable, well-portioned plate to begin with. Then when you go back for seconds, you can have just the things you want. So I take one modest but respectable piece of turkey and all the other <laughs> fixings, a little corn over here, vegetable medley, whatever that might be over there, mashed potatoes and gravy. And then when I go back for seconds, my mouth is literally watering. I can't right wait. It's stuffing and mashed potatoes yes. and as much gravy as is left in the gravy boat. And plate number two is the one that puts me over the edge. That's yep. the one that puts me on the couch to watch. You know, again, I'm using air quotes, watch football, because I'm really there just trying to cling to life as the salt consumes my body. Well, it doesn't help that they always have the Detroit Lions on for Thanksgiving because they're so terrible. You would have thought that tradition would have ended <laughs> yes. decades ago yeah. because they've been so perennially terrible. However, this year it's going to be the Lions against the Bears, you know, big rivalry yeah. of the two worst teams in the division. Yeah, it's not going to be good. That'd be a perfect time to, to sleep after... You help with the dishes because my wife is doing most of the cooking. You got to help with the dishes. So I'm the same guy. I don't do any of the cooking. I clear the table every single year. I at least rinse the dishes because sometimes people have a very specific way or where they want things. Yeah, you don't want to mess with their their strategy. Do not mess with the system. (laughs) But you, you know, if you are not cooking and you've just sat there and enjoyed the day and ate all the food, clear the fucking table. All right. The social contract, right? We're supposed to be thankful yeah, this time of year. You got to do that. And it's like, even though you're exhausted, you need to go take care of the dishes. All right. Well, I'm, speaking of thankful, we do have to wrap things up here. But I do want to say that I'm thankful for you, Sean. I'm I appreciate it very you much. And for this show and to all our listeners and, and our clients and people like, you know, Ed and Mike and Andy and Matt. and We literally else. couldn't yeah. do it without them. So the, yeah. the, the one company we haven't mentioned yet is AudioQuip. Yes. AudioQuip has had to, as weird as it was for us to start a business doing this podcast during the pandemic, they're in charge. What they do is rent out equipment to live bands and professional speakers and people who need broadcast equipment. And during the course of the pandemic, they somehow kept themselves above water. They kept their heads afloat, which is pretty crazy to think about. So if you find Find yourself in need of audio equipment at any point for any reason, even a TED talk that only like five people are going to show up to. Yeah. Audio Equip can set you up. They can help you out. And they're good people. Sean and I made a lot, you know, we, here's the thing. As I said the other day in a different scenario, a different setting, Sean and I don't always see eye to eye. Yeah. However, we do have certain philosophies that are very much in mm-hmm. lockstep. And one of those main ones is no working with assholes. No. Audio quip, not assholes. In fact, whatever the opposite of that is. Yeah. What Incredibly is op- generous, kind people who have foresight as well. I mean, Nate just reached out to me. Hey, there's uh, some equipment I might want to replace for you guys there like, right. for free just because it'll sound better. And I'm like, Wow. Not only you know you taking care of us, but you know I don't know. I just I really appreciate that that trade that we've done for them. They're so, conscientious. Yeah. They're very kind. Audioquip.com is where you find them. And there's a couple audioquips out there, so make sure you find. <clears throat> pardon me, the Minnesota one if you need their help. Again, thanks to all of our Patreon members. Don't forget, coming up in a week and a half, we've got a very special Patreon show at the Hook and Ladder featuring Annie and the Bang Bang. We'll have more available online regarding that coming up in the near future. Sean, you have a good Thanksgiving, man. You too. Enjoy. I'm going to do my very best, as I know you are too. <laughs> I won't eat all day until Thanksgiving. That's and what I, I do, till the, the meal. I oh, don't eat it all in the no. morning. The problem is, though, then that, that sort of like, it, it starts to consume you, and you see like even just the pickles and olives sitting there, and you're like... I'm just going to have seven olives. Oh, I've done, I've done that, too. Oh, yeah. I also say no talking to me until the meal. Exactly. <laughs> Papa, Papa Krabby till he get, till he get stuffing and gravy. Nice. Yeah, well, I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. And thank you, everybody, again, for everything throughout the course of this. Wrapping up episode 205 of The Brian Oak Show with another relatively, again, we're not doing an ultra deep dive, and there's no way we can cover all of it. Just pulling some of my favorite 80s obscure stuff out of England. This band right here, the Godfathers, another London band who I don't know much about, but there's something about the 
basic simplicity, the finality of this song, where they boil the 80s frustration of modern life <laughs> down to literally four basic elements. <laughs> the name of the song, Birth, School, Work, Death. The Godfathers as we wrap up episode 205 of The Brian Oak Show. Thanks, everybody. Yeah.